Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Good evening and welcome back to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast for our preseason preview number seven for 2023. It's great to have you guys listening again. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by uh, Eddie, who is a fantasy star and host of In The Bin NRL Fantasy Podcast. Hey, Eddie. Lordy, lordy, lordy. How the fuck are you, mate? Good. Going well. The, uh, uh, a bit early in the day for us, but but we had to get on to make sure that we weren't uh, weren't going to lose you late into the evening, mate. Yeah, mate. Already eating dinner. We're good to go. Fair enough. If you hear any slurping in the background, that's Eddie uh, with his two-minute noodles, right? <laughs> no, I finished my dinner. I was roast pork tonight. Oh, nice. I'll have to come over. Uh, <laughs> also joining us, we have Mitch Brown, our expert physio, and the man who is always late. How you going, Mitch? Good, mate. No no excuse from uh, work today. I'm just I'm just straight out late. Got stuck oh. at the shops with the uh, ball and chain, so it is what it is. It is what it is. He says 26 minutes. <laughs> Uh, that's fine. We're all good there. We also have Ant Brown, who's our sneaky fantasy assassin and definitely not Michael Sarah. Hey, Ant. How you going? Good. I like the new intro, sneaky fantasy assassin. I like oh, that one. I think you beat me a couple of times last year, so yeah. it frustrated me enough. Uh, <laughs> in the head-to-head. Uh, anyway, Nick, uh, Lord, our stats guru, is not with us tonight as he is a father to a second child as of yesterday. So good luck to you out there, Nick. We're going to butcher your points tonight, mate, so uh, sucked in. But uh, we've we, we got Nick's notes here, but we don't agree with all of them. So uh, we'll, we'll see how we go taking them through. But uh, congratulations to uh, Nick and the family. Now, guys, uh, everyone out there, we do have our... Uh, content out there at the moment including our leagues this week we have coming out our head-to-head leagues so keep an eye out for those uh, we have uh, Nick's newbie fantasy league for guys uh, who finished outside the top 10,000 or are new to fantasy this year we have Mitch's competitive league uh, where basically you can beat up Mitch and code week to week standard competitive terms and we have Stu's chaos mode which is Basically, we play all the buyers we go, and the head-to-head finals round 27. Just add a bit of spanner to the works. So if you want to join those, we'll have a post out later this week and then DM us. We'll fill up the groups. Apart from that, guys, bit of news this weekend. Uh, Mitch, Sean Lane broke his jaw pretty early on uh, in the Parramatta trial game. What are we yep. thinking? That'll be six weeks. If it's surgery, it might be more like uh, our mate Xavier Savage could be eight or even ten weeks. So hopefully it isn't a surgical uh, jaw because I don't know if anyone saw the images for Xavier Savage's, but it's pretty bad. So he's gone under the knife. So hopefully for Sean, it's six weeks, but that's that's looking like an absolute minimum at this stage. That's an interesting point on Xavier Savage. So if it's ten weeks, we might get seven weeks of one of these cheapy uh, wing fullbacks at the Raiders too. Yeah, that's exactly right. That, that'll be. That'll... Big button, Eddie? Hopefully, Smith Shields. Yeah, he's a good player, eh? Awesome. Uh, now, we also, same game, injury to Matt Dury. A bit of a lateral ankle by the look of things, Mitch. Uh, much to be concerned about? Uh, as long as it is just a lateral ankle, we shouldn't be too concerned. Obviously, we don't know gradings at this point, but as far as that area goes, that's probably the lowest end to the spectrum. 
Awesome. So we'll keep an eye out there to see whether he's named uh, for round one because they are very short on outside backs at the Eels. Uh, real quick one. KO Weeks, guys. Uh, Eddie, did you watch the game with the Seagulls? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did catch much of it. Um, she got a pretty good score. It was carving it up. Um, can't imagine he's going to get picked next week with Nick. Um, he could definitely be a spicy one down the track. Hey, hey, Eddie, you've turned back into a robot again there, mate. So uh, I might come back to you on that question. <laughs> so I don't know whether you want to switch back over or something because the, uh, yeah, you came through a robot there. But certainly from what I heard there, yeah, KO Weeks is looking real good, but uh, can't get on because Turbo's going to come back, take his spot. So wait till Turbo gets yeah, injured. Exactly. Awesome. I'm glad, glad I can speak robot, mate. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, Ant, for you, you were telling me pre-game, Ben Murdoch-Masilla has been in your side since the trial. Why is that? If anyone watched the Charity Shields, Dragons fans, obviously very disappointed, but not surprising. Um, some highlight, though, is Ben Murdoch-Masilla playing in the 11. He, uh, he had a really good game. I th- believe he had about 45 fantasy points. Um, a lot of offloading going on in that second half and he just looked like a beast running running those lines so checked him out 250k like it's like wow he's, he's really cheap so I chuck him in the team um i just needed another cheapie in there because i had uh not much extra cash left over so um he, he was a real standout so yeah. yeah any disagreement for you guys is, is anyone else looking to put ben murdoch masilla in mitch it, it all comes down to minutes look if he gets named in that second week maybe i'll find a way to Put him in the team. St. George definitely looked like that's how they're going to try and score points and attack with those offloads. And Murdoch Masilla certainly is capable of that. But I, I just get nervous with a team like St. George that is going to drop games left, right and centre that they'll be looking to change things uh, week to week as Hook tries to save his, his job. So probably not at this point. But, you know, maybe if I see something week one or two and he, he looks too good to drop, then perhaps I could get on board with that. Fair enough. Eddie, I know you, you had a bit of a take on BMM as well. Ben Murdoch Masilla. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Hopefully the robot voice is gone. Now you're gone, mate. Um, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. You, you, we can hear you properly. Oh, you can. Oh, yes. brilliant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, very well then. Um, so um, BMM, yeah, he's been in and out of my team. Uh, he's he's obviously able to play 70 minutes because he just did it. Um, whether or not Jack Bird comes back goes to the second row is going to be the big problem and obviously the fact that he doesn't play round one means you've got to just pick him and then hope he does get picked because if he doesn't start in the second row he'll be as much use as tits on a ball um, but I might be willing to gamble on him depending on how many other emergency options there are at the time Fair enough there is one thing about Ben Murdoch Masilla, which is they have confirmed, uh, NRL Fantasy HQ have confirmed that the Dragons will not be getting dual player status uh, round one. They will yeah, that's stick right, it round six. Oh, it's, it's not great. So uh, unfortunately, I don't, I'm, hopefully they revise that next season for sure. So let, let's, uh, let's see what that happens. And look, the last news uh, just out for today as we're recording the Bulldogs games just started. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. is out with what looks to be a bit of a niggly calf injury that he's been carrying through. Mitch, uh, is this the final uh, reason why we're not getting onto the TPJ train? 
certainly not the final reason. Um, oh, look, I wouldn't be super concerned. It's probably something that's just plaguing him a little bit. And why would you take the risk, you know, in the final trial game when TPJ, we know what he can do. Um, that's not why I'm not going to pick him, you know. So Fair I, I wouldn't be. I, look, we don't we don't have any info about how bad it is, but more than likely they're probably just not taking the chance because he's going to be important to them for 2023. But that's not why I'm not picking him. Fair enough. I, I guess I just want to see a bit how he would go as a proper prop. He's only got about six or seven games there, but he scored pretty well. Uh, I was sent something through to Eddie earlier in the week. He looked pretty good since 2020, but we want to get an eye test on that. So I think for me, TPJ is at least two games worth of consistent performances that that before we want him. Eddie, would you agree with that? Um, it's not. It's not so much... Yeah, there's a bit of worry of consistency for him. Um, if he does play 50 minutes at prop consistently and he plays well, he will get around that one PPM. It's just that he doesn't do that all year, every year. Um, his form fluctuates a lot. Um, and Mitch wasn't too worried about the calf injury. But see, to me, it's just another example of there's fucking always something with TPJ. If it's not his calf, it's his hammy. If it's not his hammy, it's his suspensions. It's just always some sort of hassle with him is not far around the corner. Hmm. That's exactly why I'm not picking him. That, I think you yep. hit the nail on the head, Eddie. It's like the calf's not the reason. There's a lot of 50 reasons behind that that, yep. uh, that I'm just not interested. Yeah, I don't know if it's bad luck or what, but it fucking happens. Fair enough. Yeah, look, uh, I must say, I was sneaky because my team is pretty risk-free as it stands, and I was thinking I might add a bit of risk there, but I think I will take my risk elsewhere certainly for tpj too spicy too spicy that one will burn your ass off <laughs> <laughs> all right now now look eddie i got a few questions for you mate because i know that guys in the preseason been asking some questions and so we thought yeah, we'd mate. probably get the best fantasy player that uh you know at least i've had a bit of a facebook chat with some questions about how to build a fantasy side so i guess first question is mate of course how, how'd you go in 2022 heard you had a pretty good year yeah, if I could choose a ripper last year, I uh, came 29th overall. I was trying to crack the top 20 at the end, but um, the last couple of games went awry and fell down to 29th. But if I could take that any day, eh? That's it. I think I'd take top 200, mate. So that's... <laughs> the, no, very well done. Uh, so uh, with, with that in mind, mate, obviously you started off well and you kept on going well. But part of the thing is, I'm guessing, is that you start off with a pretty good fantasy team at the beginning of the year. So my question to you, which I know a lot of people at home really want to know, how do you go about constructing your fantasy team? Like, who do you start with first? Um, the first thing that I always do is I just establish myself who I think is going to be the top scorer for the year. I don't care about what other people think, what it could be. I just, if I was to put 100 bucks on top point score for the year, who would it be? Take that guy put him as your first player, put him as your captain and leave him there all year and build around that. Um, in this case, it's Cleary. Um, he's done it year on year on out. Um, as well as that, I like to sort of spread the cap a little bit. Um, where possible, sort of a gun in each position sort of thing. However, depending on where value lies, um, that can be changed. So I'll go through and pick like sort of the must-have sort of cut price guns or obvious value players and then um, sort of whatever's left with the cap I'll build around that 
um, try to not have more than say five or six um, cheapies because generally if you have more than that at least one of them one or two of them are just gonna be duds that turn into red dots so um, a lot of times my reserve backs will be in those spots um, but I try to get one forward uh, or, or half back in the emergencies as well and I treat my interchange the same as I treat my starting team a lot of people have the tendency to view it as different because in real life it's lesser in fantasy it is not lesser in fact in some ways it's even better because it scores just the same however in their position you can put any player over any position so I tend to look at um, the bench as being an elite position as well nice I definitely like that idea about the bench bench being a place we can have some great players so i like uh quick question for you who's the first guy who's the top guy on your bench uh the top guy on my bench is brandon smith nice yep makes sense mine mine's i mine's jermaine hopgood at the moment so yeah he's the the next guy on my bench (laughs) fair enough i like it now last question for you how do you go about finding those good cheapies for the beginning of the year mate how should people be looking for them okay that one's pretty easy um so when it comes to the forwards are the trickiest because you've got to establish what minutes they're going to play as well as sort of um what sort of ppm they're going to be because it doesn't matter if there's 10 fucking 250k props if they're all 25 minute props Mm. the 25 minute props they're not going to make you money um, so you, you've really got to think, do a bit of research and think to yourself, how many minutes is this guy going to play? And especially straight off the bat as well, because we don't have time to wait all season for them to make their money. So you've yeah, you've got to choose someone that's going to play. You even, if they don't have a great PPM, you're going to need at least 35 minutes. Um, and if they've got a high PPM, um, as long as they've got at least a 30-minute roll, they'll be right. Um, bench edge players are generally no-go bench utilities and no go um and your only other option is just backs but even with backs with centers and wings just be wary of how good is their team um how frequently are they going to score tries because for example someone like tommy talau like they might go multiple games of getting like 12 and stuff and it just really puts a halt to any price rises so just got to think about those factors of how is this guy going to get his points for sure. No, it's, it's definitely good to think about there. Like, just looking at Talal today, uh, played a bunch of minutes, only scored 26 with a try. So it is, is worth thinking about, hey. Yeah. Because was someone like, for example, that you know that Warbrick from um, the Storm? Mm. See, he looks like, he, he looks deadly, and he's playing for a Storm side where, like, yeah, you can fairly predict this guy will get a lot of tries, which will keep his scores ticking along whereas say someone like Talau for example like yeah so what if he comes out and gets a 39 with a try or two like the price rises will never get rolling because the following week he gets a uh, he gets a nine and then the week after that he gets a 17 and suddenly that rolling average is gone and he hasn't made jack shit and it, that sort of happens on loop and it sort of stops them preventing really getting to that sort of 150k value mm. yeah that's that's certainly worth thinking about so definitely go uh go check out those outside backs make sure that they're on good teams absolutely like akp don't get them warbrick do get them that sort of thing yep now especially with that 
Mitch, you're thinking that uh, Ryan Pappenhausen might be at the uh, later of that six to eight week start, hey? I, I'm not thinking he'll be back anytime soon. And uh, when he is back, I can't imagine he'll be anything like what we used to see. And this is, you know, Eddie was saying before about TPJ with all the, the injuries that he's had. The knee is just one thing for Pappenhausen. We've got the HI, we've got the hamstring, we've got the meniscal injuries. Um, I don't like it at all. You've got a glass jaw and a robot knee. Um, I don't think you'll ever be the same again. No. no not it's... even close. He might not even make it back into the squad. That's how bad that injury is. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely see because uh, certainly he, the best thing going for him was his pace. And if he's lost a step, yeah, lots of trouble there. And acceleration. Least. I'd yeah. say minimum minimum 10 to 15%. Minimum. Ouch. Okay, so well, look, uh, let's let's keep a thought out for that. But uh, I'm certainly adding uh, Will Warbrook to my guys who I'm interested in because, uh, yeah, Talal did not have a great one today. So I just quickly mentioned a couple of Warbrick stats from um, from this game. Please. Uh, he ran over... Yeah, yeah, I, I've just been looking at him recently. Um, so off the top of my head, I remember, I think he ran about 205 m- uh, metres from 17 runs, and that, for me, is the big standout factor because not many wingers do that. It suggests he's sort of that Brian Toto sort of guy. He's just keen to get the ball and run it as many times as possible, which you need your winger to do to rack up those points. Uh, got to try, and sev- I think it was seven tackle busts. That is Brian Toto. You sure so it wasn't Brian Toto all- out there? <laughs> well, it's a fucking taller, a much taller version of Brian Toto. That's it. That's crazy. Okay, so well, look, let's let's keep an eye out for uh, definitely for Will Warbrick then as well. So th- thanks for the uh, thanks for the inside scoop there, because uh, I'm certainly looking out into my team. Yeah, fifty-two fantasy points, fellas. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Two line breaks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm looking at Will Warbrick too. Uh, yeah, I say. And considering on the other side, Grant Anderson got nine fantasy points. Yeah, we want to be on Will Warbrook if he's starting, right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> All good. Well, look, thanks for that, Eddie. Uh, appreciate Hopefully the guys at home do too. And uh, hopefully if you're looking for that last wing fullback, I might, uh, Sloan might leave my team and Will Warbrook might find his way into my side. What about you, Mitch? Um, I haven't made my mind up, mate. I'm not going to give an answer because I... When I promise things on this podcast, I'm actually going to follow through. So. Oh, don't you give me a hard time. One time. <laughs> one time I don't don't get Jackson just, Hastings. I just put him in my team, so yeah, cool. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was uh, like, this sounds good. <laughs> yes, it's, it's not bad. All right. Well, guys, let's have a look. Speaking about uh, guy, the games today, the Warriors played the Storm. And we're looking at the worst today. Part of the reason we got Eddie on, because uh, who else to better talk about our friends across the ditch than a New Zealander? So let's have a quick look at the team additions. So quite a few this year. So we've got Mitch Barnett, Jackson Ford, uh, Veilingi Kepu, who signed up, uh, I believe, from uh, the reserve grade, Tamari Martin, Luke Metcalf, Charles Nickel Klockstad, Murata Nikore, uh, Tane Taupiki, and Dylan, Dylan Walker and Braden Viliami. So having a look there, the yeah, quite a quite a big turnover there. A lot of players, and on the on the downside, Ant, who have they lost over at the Warriors? Alrighty, so last year's key fantasy staple, you and Aitken went to the Dolphins. 
Uh, Jaren Arcee, Parramatta Eels, Leighton Fenua was released, Jackson Frey released, Elias Katoa, Melbourne Storm, Matty Lodge um, released but ended up at the Roosters, oh. Dunamis Luai released, Jack Murchie, the Eels, Ben Murdoch Masilla, as we mentioned earlier, Dragons, Cody Nicarima, the Dolphins, Aaron Penne, Storm, um, Pride, Peterson, Rabadi, uh, Junior Ratava released. Ashley Taylor retired. Thank God. And Reese Walsh to the Broncos. Awesome. Oh, a lot of losses there. There is. But I think mainly good ones, except for maybe Aiken. But like we all knew, he uh, I'm pretty up to the Dolphins. I'm... Like you know, because he wanted to come back to Australia. He didn't really want to live in New Zealand. If we want to be really, he serious. doesn't know how to pass. No, that too. <laughs> Set. That's not a loss. That's a gain, losing him. I'm pretty dark that we're paying Matt Lodge to play for someone else. That was a fucking debacle. Yeah, I, I get a feeling, and I, I don't want to go too far down this path, but I, I get a feeling that might have something to do with the fact that uh, his father-in-law used to be the recruitment manager at the Warriors before he went off to the Dolphins. Yeah, Matt Lodge butted heads with our owner, and yeah. our owner was quoted as saying, oh, we were two alpha dogs that didn't get along. What the hell is an owner calling himself an alpha dog when talking about that beef between him and a player? It's so ridiculous. Yeah, oh, look, I, I certainly wouldn't be happy if, if the uh, Panthers were playing 800k for one of their premier forwards to play, play, play somewhere else, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, it, must, it must have been a pretty big headbutt, <laughs> or maybe an actual headbutt. Who knows? Oh, they'll probably both piss, which is just really tells you what our bloody ownership and office at the Warriors is like if they're beefing with players like they're about as professional as you'd expect yeah though having a look at these team gains and losses Eddie do you reckon is the team better this year or worse about the same about the same Mitch yep. what are you thinking uh yeah I'd agree with that I think they're about the same they're, they're still pretty stinky sorry Eddie yeah that's no, true they should I reckon they'll come third to last mm. I. I'd say they're I'd say they're about ten percent better here. I'm just having a look at a couple of these guys. Mitch uh look, Ted Murray Muttons a shot in the dark, but guys like Mitch Barnett, uh Chance, uh and Neil Corey and Dylan Walker, I reckon they'll add a bit of stiffness to this team, which previously only a couple of guys like uh Tohu and Curran were really like guys who were sort of stiffening up that side defensively. So and I reckon Luke Metcalf is one of those guys for the future. Like, I reckon next year, or some point this year, he's going to show how big a gun he actually is. I know he just did his calf, and he'll be out for the next eight weeks, so we won't be seeing him till round six. But I reckon if you do see this year, he'll be an absolute weapon. The problem with our signings is there's just a whole bunch of okay players. That's the worst problem. We've got a lot of okay players, but hardly any really good ones, and I don't think we've addressed that at all. That's true. There, there aren't too many internationals on the way in here. The, no, um, there's no marquee signing here. No. The, um, awesome. Okay, so let, let's have a look at the injuries, though. We've only got a couple here. Mitch, Jazz Tavunga, bit of a chest injury. Uh, yeah, what's on there? Not really sure, mate. There wasn't much info on the internet with this one. So best guess he's either got a chondral cartilage irritation, not dissimilar to what we saw with a couple of players, uh, Adam Reynolds being one last year, or he possibly, but less likely, given they listed it as a chest, has a bit of a pec irritation. My guess, best guess, is it probably is the chondral cartilage irritation. He's set to return round two. 
that's probably going to bother him at least the next, you know, one to two rounds. It's usually a pretty painful injury, though it has a fairly short time of healing, sort of that three to five week mark. Um, I wouldn't be looking to touch him for at least a couple of weeks. We saw what happened with some of those players last year when they had that, if he had it, because it is a little bit hard to know because there just isn't anything out there. What I can assure you of is he hasn't had any surgery because generally that is listed. Uh, Rocco Berry, this is probably slightly more interesting. So he's uh, had turf toe. Set to return round two. Generally, it's a really difficult injury to return from. He hasn't really been able to get huge amounts of time uh, with the trial matches, and obviously his preseason would have been hindered by it. I'd imagine uh, even in the early games, there'll be some loss of speed and explosion. Uh, so we won't see that sort of try production we were sort of seeing in the lead up to the start of the season last year, Stu, when I know that you were pretty keen on him. So I certainly would wait and see on Rocco Berry. Turf toe really affects those uh, top end speed players. Fair enough. It's good to know. Uh, look, let's have a look at the strength of schedule for the Warriors here. So they've got by. Yeah, so uh, Ant, do you want to take us through uh, what we're looking at with the Warriors for their strength of schedule? Yeah, sure thing. So in rounds 12, 16, and 22, they've got a bye. Um, Nick has actually slated them with the fifth hardest overall schedule. Um, hardest rounds are from 1 to 12, which we'll get into in a bit. Eighth hardest rounds, 13 to 20, and easiest rounds, 21, 27. So a nice little run home. Um, so the opening rounds are really, really bad. So round one, Knights is okay, but then you've got Roosters, Cowboys, Bulldogs, Sharks, Knights again, Cowboys, Storm, Roosters, Panthers. like <laughs> At Magic Round. <laughs> and then you've got um, Bulldogs and then a bye. So after all that destruction, they get a bit of a rest. Um, but they really have Roosters, Cowboys, Sharks, Storm, Panthers away in the first 12 rounds and Roosters and Cowboys twice. So they get all that in the first... One to twelve, so yeah, that's going to be ugly. So I just probably won't wouldn't tune in for that one. Um, so Warriors fans will see midway to the end of the year, I guess. Uh, origin period isn't really too bad with only one chaos round um, by around sixteen, and then their run home is actually really good. So they've got round twenty three. They've got Titans, Tigers, Sea Eagles, Dragons, Dolphins. Um, sea Eagles, I'd question a little bit now seeing the trial game, but. Uh, it's still not too bad. It's still a nice it's, run it's compared to the great. start. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And then the teams they have twice, they've got Bulldogs, Cowboys, Dragons, Knights, Raiders, Roosters, Sharks, Dolphins. So it's a bit of a balance there. And then in Nick's humble opinion, he'd be very tempted to get um, a very high workload Warriors um, uh, that, that play in the middle as they'll need to do a lot of tackling in the, the first 12 games. Back in... Um, they'll probably get very sloppy and loose attacking-wise, uh, especially they'll be chasing wins after losing plenty of games. So valid points. And one of two teams with only one buy round in the origin period, round 13 to 20, with the Dolphins, which means no non-origin guns could be super valuable. That's so, it. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess the long and the short takeaway from that one is, is that, yeah, I, I really like that last point there because they've only got one buy of that origin period buying some of these New Zealanders uh, during that time, like guys like Tohu and similar, could be really good to get on, especially if they're down a few few points. What do you think, Eddie? Um, I do question on what the Warriors have in the way of non-Origin guns. Um, got a feeling we might not have any guns. Um, we'll see what happens with Tohu, but I've got 
the suspicion that he's not going to be an 80 minute forward anymore which is where his big 50 plus scores always came from hmm. fair enough well certainly we'll have we'll have 12 weeks worth of uh, data by that point won't we absolutely after that first buy so so hopefully by that time we can make a little bit more of an informed decision maybe someone will break uh, away from the pack yeah or maybe a cheapie will pop up at that point from the warriors you just you never know what's down the track eh that's it luke metcalf hope let's hope for him that, that would be fucking lovely that would all right look i've got a uh starting 17 here uh eddie do you want to take us through who you think the starting 17 will be like I'll, i've put one up here but just let us know if you think that we need any changes here so, so who have we got there, mate? Who's who have you got? Oh, you want me? You, you oh, want yeah, me, if you, if you want to take us through it, yep. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so at fullback, it'll be uh, C and K. Um, on the wings, is who's that one that we pay too much money that you? Dallin Wateni Zelesniak. Oh, sorry, it's up to the page. And because you can't see the sheet, mate. So I've got DWZ and Marcelo Montoya on the wings. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what the wings will yep. be. Yeah, Braden Villiami and Adam Pompey at centre. Yep, unless Vilea makes his way in, but um, yeah, it, it could probably be that. That uh, T- Tamari Martin and Sean Johnson in the halves. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we've got uh, forwards at prop. We've got Adam Fenua Blake and Mitch Barnett. Looks like the other prop, starting prop. Yep, I think so. Uh, Wade Egan at lock. And on the edge, we have Jackson Ford and Murata Nukori. I've got a feeling it's going to end up being Curran and um, and Neocore. Okay, that's interesting. So, so, so let's let's have a look at that one so, for next week. So um, and Tohu will be the thirteen. And Tohu's definitely the thirteen. Yep. And then on the bench, I've got what looks like to hear like Dylan Walker. Yep. Uh, Bunty Alfoa. Uh, yep. One of either Josh Curran or Jackson Ford, whoever's not playing yep. on the edge, and Tom Ale or Ale. Is it Ale? Yeah, that's how. Um, I think it's. Oh no, I say Ale, but I I, I just pulled that out of my ass though. Um. <laughs> Fair enough, because he looked very good in the trial, Tom Ale. Yeah, he he did. Um, I I wonder what will happen when Jazz comes back. Someone might make way for Jazz, but I suppose they need at least some big bodies on there. So Tom Ale could keep his spot there. That's it. I don't know about that. Don't know about the minutes though. He might go back to being one of those players who I talked about earlier. About sure he's cheap, but he might be a twenty-five minute prop here. That's it. Yeah, no, Tom Ale. Yeah, it could either be that Jackson Ford spot, or it could even be Bunty. Uh, Bunty takes a bit of a walk there. Okay. I seem to like Bunty though. Oh, he's a nice guy, and he, he plays hard. He, so. he does. He runs as hard as he can all game, every game, which is more than you can say for our other players. <laughs> I won't ask who they are until we talk about them. <laughs> All right. Now, look, let's kick us off here for fantasy relevant players. We've got a few here. Now, look, Nick, who can't be with us due to birth, he wrote basically what I want to call an essay here on Sean Johnson and why we should get him. He's got a projection right. here at 51 points, right? Uh, and basically back to SJ2020. But I think we had a chat in, in the pregame going, look, none of us really agree with that, so we don't really want to talk to it. And Nick, you're wrong. <laughs> so, uh, to, look, do any of you guys see SJ cracking 50 this year? <laughs> no fucking way. Unlikely. Unlikely. Mitch? Lost Mitch. Uh, that's how bad it was. Uh, Mitch has been disconnected. <laughs> no, I, you didn't. It's just 
I just have nothing to say. I keep getting asked the same question. It's like, excellent. Of course, of course. Okay, so we're all off SJ. Look, I will get Nick to post his defense, or maybe next time he's on, he can chat specifically about SJ. But we're all we we can't recommend SJ here, even with the data that he's trying to show us here. I we can't do it. But Ant, he did he did sort of have a quick look at Chance as well. Uh, how are we thinking about Chance? What what are we looking at? Yeah, I'm a big fan. I've got him in my my starting squad this year. So, um, he's 372k wing fullback position, 26 break even. He averaged 23 last year with a four. Geez, 14.3% ownership. Wow. He's doing well. Off the bat, um, has a lot to prove and has been given serious opportunity to revive his career. So in 2019, averaged 39, 25 base, um, 174 meters gained. In 2020, average 38, 26 base. 2021, average 32.6, 21 base. And then 2020, sorry, this year was 23, average 17 base. So you can see he's just slid ever so slowly down. But I believe there was some injury cloud in there as well over those years. Um, so I think this year he'll get like another go at it. Um, and he's relatively cheap too. Um, it is clear he's affected by his neck injuries and having Savage waiting in the wings take his job. Um, so he's kind of being undermined there as a substitute fullback. Uh, average 30.8 in five full games from rounds one in to five in 2022 prior to when his hamstring injuries played up. Uh, he's back at home with his family. Uh, looks like his partner and his kids may have been back in New Zealand whilst he was at the Raiders. Um, this would have probably been really difficult for him as he's looks like a really family guy hmm. according to a couple of these articles saying i love being a dad being a dad is the best thing that's happened to me um injuries aside is a definite lock to return to low 30 score as a floor and a high 30s play as a ceiling so nick's got him as a boom eddie yeah. what are you thinking on chance i'll play the devil's advocate on this one please um i don't have him i don't really like him um notice uh, that those good stats are they're a while ago now and yeah they're sort of sliding off and he's got the feel of a guy that's passed his best as far as i'm concerned um i think he is injury prone and um coming over here i don't think that changes any of those things i think savage pushing for a spot should have been more motivation more than anything uh and i think the warriors are going to be getting torched a hell of a lot at the beginning of the season and in games where you're getting rolled like 40 to 10 like where does the fullback score the points because he's not going to be getting many tries or line breaks or taking stats because just getting thumped um and it's a fullback so he doesn't really get to have too much base um i think he's going to score low 30s is where i've got him i think he's got a floor of sort of very high 20s and i just don't see him going over 35 at an absolute max um i don't have him Fair enough. Mitch, I know that he had that uh, that neck injury, that disc injury, kept him out for a yep. lot of 2021, and he had a number of niggling inches in 2022. How are you feeling about Chance? Uh, the neck isn't a major concern, but as Eddie was alluding to, he had had a couple of hamstring injuries. Uh, I think his best point, I'm less concerned about the injuries and more what Eddie just had to say with the fact he's an outside back on a team that stinks. That's a bit of a problem because they rely on attacking stats, or certainly Chance will. He's not going to be a, a meters gained machine uh, running it out the back. So I'm a little bit nervous. 
Yeah. Look, I, I, I have him as a safe fullback. Like, he's one of those guys who'll catch the balls, he'll make kick returns. I'm just not seeing that attacking upside there, like what you guys were talking about there, which takes him from that sort of high 20s uh, score all the way through to sort of the 40s or you know, even sort of the mid-30s where we need him to be. So it's certainly a risk. And with that first 12 games, let me just read those out again, those first 12 games. So we've got Knights, and then it's Roosters, Cowboys, Bulldogs, Sharks, and then Knights again. So well, it's, it's certainly not a great first six games. So can we really see him get off to a good rolling average there? Make that 100K so we can get off. He might come down more and then get back on him a bit later. Maybe. So do you reckon, yeah, I'm thinking he almost might be a cash down like around origin time when their run gets a bit easier because at least he'll be playing every week. Cash cash down at like 300k or something like that. So I, I, I've i got him... What Have we got him as a bust? I'm certainly not... He's not keen. He's not in my side at the moment. Uh, Mitch, is he in your side? Chuck a star. Chuck a star. Yeah, we, we want him in later in the season. Eddie, do, do, do you want to wait to see a few games from chance before you hop on? Chuck a star. It's hard to call him a bust when, like, I am predicting him to have like a good five points of value. So yeah, we'll just say Chuck a star. Yeah, well, let's wait to have a look at him. And look, I'm going to bust SJ here. Sorry, Nick, if you're listening yep. at home. Hard out. Yep. Uh, yeah. Look, SJ's. If uh, if if he wanted SJ to to become a boom, he should have you know been here instead. He's like at home with his brand new baby, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's not 2016 anymore. No, it's not. SJ is not quite the same as SJ. Now, uh, Eddie, I want to ask you about the middles over here at the Warriors because there's a few guys who, who we want to talk about here. I know you mentioned Tohu before, so let's start off with Tohu Harrods. Yep. So, uh, let, having a look here, we've got Tohu. It's uh, 687k, middle 47 break even. What are we thinking about Tohu? Uh, I I don't like it. As I mentioned, I think um, it, like he's 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 pretty much as old as me. Um, so he's on the twilight of his career. I think it, at this point, I think you're going to find that his minutes trend down. The Warriors don't. He was a real gun back when he was playing seventy to eighty minutes all the time, and I, I think that role's gone for him now. I think he's going to sort of be more like a sixty, maybe sixty-five minute lock. But at that. It's it's just going to be around that fringe of, of fifty, so maybe I know like three points value, um, which is it's it's not enough. I don't want him to be in my final team, and he's not going to make me a lot of money along the way. So I uh, I just don't see the point. Fair enough. Uh, look, definitely. So guys, uh, c- coming back to the idea before, did we want possibly then to look at Tahu during the Origin period, where at least he won't he won't be playing, or do we want to dodge him then? I'll probably dodge, unless he's some sort of special deal, I'll probably dodge him then as well because I don't want him for the run home either, which means I'm trading him in and tra- trading him out. And uh, I'd need to be confident I'd some sort of uh, money return to justify those trades as well fair, as the point. Fair enough. Okay, well, look, we'll, we'll put Tahu in the bus then. Uh, let's talk about another guy. Uh, look, he, he's still a good player, but he's, he's just got no value in him at his starting price. Uh, next guy, look, Joshy Curran. Uh, what what are we? What do you think about him, Eddie? 
Nah, his price is going to be a bust. He's a, he's a good solid player for us last year, but um, in the pack this year, I just don't see any path for him to have any value. If anything, he might go backwards a bit. I de I definitely say loose butthole on this one. That's a bust. Fair enough. Uh, Murata Nikore. Now, a guy who might start up this year is a 522k mid uh, edge slash mid. I know a few people have been talking about Murata. Uh, are you got interest in uh, Nikore? No, I, I, I think yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him to be playing there in real life, but I think he's priced himself out of um, having any real value this year. Again, it's that sort of awkward thing where he's not going to be good enough to be a keeper, and he's not also like I. I can't see a world where he makes it anywhere close to 150k. So uh, uh, to me, that that's uh, that's a bust. That's a bust. Okay, and last one. A lot of people are on Mitch Barnett. So uh, Mitch A because he's a DPP. So I've got I've got Mitch Barnett here, 617k, uh, dual mid edge, 43 break even. Uh, his his ownership's gone down a little bit recently. What, what are you thinking about Mitch Barnett? Prop. I think you find his ownership his ownership would have gone down sort of at people's realisation that he's not going to be playing on the edge. When I look at um, his previous stats, the the only time when he's really gunning it is when he's playing big long minutes on the edge. Um, in his current role uh, as a starting prop, I can't see him getting two big minutes because in the picking order of middles, without a shadow of a doubt, he sits behind both Tohu and AFB and um, what sort of minutes does the third middle really get um, generally? Because you, you'd need him to be playing sort of 55 to 60 minutes, and I just can't see how that would be possible in this in this pack. Yeah, that's it. There, there's certainly some um, there, there's some big minute middles in there, so uh, a whole bunch of big yeah. minute middles. So, yeah, I, I can certainly see him more playing like uh, 45 to 55, not 60, right? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, just... 45 probably is going to be the closer mark yeah. there. Well, well I so, reckon uh, you want 45 of the best from one of your yeah, starting props, wouldn't you? Because AFB can put out 50, 55 just as a yeah. run. And like speaking as AFB, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Eddie, I'm just happy to bust him straight away because he, look, last two seasons. Priced be, be, himself out. Yeah, he's, he's priced exactly where he's at, right? There's no there's no yep. discount. There's no upside. There's no change in his role or anything. Um yeah, the only reason would be if you suddenly expected a massive turnaround of form, and I, I can't predict that. No. It's, it's kind of been a bit of a sad slide, because I know he's supposed to be one of those props of the future, and he just hasn't quite hit that peak Yeah. Yet. It was a marquee signing that never sort of really came through, um, which is, sucks, because it, it's difficult for us to get marquee signings, because Aussies don't want to come here, generally. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, mate. So, uh, Anyway, too cold. Yeah, that's true. You, you, you got to sign Raiders players, and all of them are in jail. Or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're there because they were going to be in jail, so they're probably not allowed in the country. All yeah. right. Kiwi ones can get sent back over here when they get in trouble, though. So that could be a good way for us to pick up some more players, get some of those five hundred ones. Fair enough. So, so if you see Eddie over there framing, uh, framing New Zealanders, you, you know why he's trying to get players for the squad. Yeah, what's Tarpany been up to? Uh. <laughs> he would be a good signing, eh? Uh, all right, let's let's move on. So, so we busted all of the middles there, unfortunately. One guy that I don't yeah. really want to bust, however, 
Timari Martin. Reason is because of his price and his jewel. So he's 313k. He's got a 22 break even. And he's a dual half slash wing fullback. And the good is that Tamari Martin has looked good in the first trial. I haven't really seen much of the second trial so far, but he looked good in the first trial. Had some good out ball, some decent defensive reads. And he seems to run a bit of a Matty Moylan style game without necessarily that same level of injuries. I know he had that terrible brain bleed, but he doesn't carry a lot of those other niggles. Uh, and he did have round one six of the kicking. So I reckon he wouldn't be worth the pickup, except for the fact that he's got both his cheap entry points. He's 313k for a starting number six. He's got a DPP for positions which are hard to cover, which is that half and wing fullback. And look, I can't. I've got him projected so somewhere in the low 30s. So if I do see that 10 points of value. It may just be a little bit take a little bit of time to get there. Uh, I'm struggling with him and also struggling not to get him because he is that perfect cover position. Uh, Eddie, is Tamari Martin in your side? Yeah, he, he is in my side. Uh, he's not the most thrilling player in my side, but, <laughs> no. um, he's, but he's, he's got his uses. Um, I think if, if he goes good, yeah, he could go low 30s. I think at worst case, he should go high 20s uh, maybe early on the season uh, possibly but um, I think he's got a bit of value there but his DPP is super handy to me because currently at the moment um, I'm just running one gun half with Boyd as the other and he's that and there's not really anyone I like that's cheaper than Boyd to have it back up apart from Tabari Martin he's not the flashiest uh, halves back up in the world but uh, it's it serves a purpose um and winger fullback's kind of shit this year as well. So it's very shit this year. So um, it's easy enough to just sort of plug him into their spot and he doesn't break the bank. So I'd say boom, but it's a very quiet boom. So not so much an atomic bomb, more like if you blow up a can of fly spray. <laughs> Mitch, uh, have you rejoined us, mate? Are you still having internet troubles? I, I, I am. Hopefully I'm not like a robot though. I'm on a hotspot and I've just reset the internet. Uh, I think that really qualifies more as a spicy pick, right? Um, I yeah. do think that he's probably going to get more minutes with an impending SJ injury. I know that sooner or later. Uh, not minutes, so more of the milkshake. Because um, we know that SJ is going to get injured at some point. I'm very interested in he He currently is in my side. I think Tamari showed us a lot last year. and He's a high-quality player. And really, the only major injury we're worried about is that brain bleed. And, it, you know, that, that's that's a fairly unlucky thing to have happen. Yeah, that could happen to any player in the NRL, really. That's it. Ant, is he on your side, mate? No, but you're really selling him to me. Um, after trashing CNK. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, look, plenty I, I, of, I just see this. A guy who's on a very similar trajectory. He's probably got a little bit more variability in his scores than a guy like Chance. But he's also 60k cheaper and he's DPP. And yeah, for me, that wing fullback and half coverage means that when Nathan Cleary has his game off for round three, I know I've got coverage, which is important. I'm just looking at the team list for today, their trial. It doesn't look like he played at all. No, he uh, birth of uh, birth of his first child today. He was away for. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but the first game he scored Bloody thirty-one slacker. in about forty-five minutes. Fifty, sorry, fifty minutes. So, but then again, they were touching up those terrible tigers, weren't they? 
Yeah, that's right. That's it. Uh, and he might become more important to me as the Bulldogs are currently stinking up in the trial as we speak. They're losing 30-4 to four and Matt Burton is on... Ooh, Matt Burton is on 13 points currently. So he might have to leave my side. Anyway, moving on. Uh, last guy that I wanted to talk about, Jackson Ford. So he's, three, he's become a bit of a smoky through the trials. Like none of us expected Jackson Ford, who couldn't get a start at the Dragons, to become anything at the Warriors. He was just a bit of a depth signing. Now he's suddenly come through as one of the starting edges in both of the trials. So he has, uh, so he's got a 23 break even. He's dual middle and edge. He scored 39 in 50 minutes today, and he looks to be the best of the forwards from what little I have gotten to see before the podcast. So a lot of people are looking at him as a possible uh, option for the bench for emergencies. Uh, I know I certainly am because that's a pretty tricky spot at the moment because he can cover uh, the middle, just that, that emergency style middle. Uh, Eddie, what do you think about Jackson Ford? I do have some pretty serious questions about his job security. Sorry, how <laughs> much is he? 340k. Yeah, see, at that price I do have some... I do have some serious questions about his job security because um, I think Josh Curran's a better player than him. Um, I'm, I've sort of been surprised to see this, and I think he's going to have to play pretty well to hold a spot because I'm sort of thinking that yeah. Curran's going to eventually come in and take that off him. Yeah. Did Jackson you, did Ford you... couldn't hold a spot at St. George. Yes. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, apparently, he's been looking pretty good in the wrestlers and look good today. I, I'm thinking that it could be because maybe... Um, Who's the, uh, Jazz Tavanga is out, so maybe Josh Curran is carrying that Jazz role uh, as that extra middle at the moment, and so and therefore Jackson may go back to the bench afterwards as well. What are you guys thinking there? Do, do you reckon? Does anyone have any interest in Jackson Ford? No, because he's a St George reject. He's a St George reject. Just, just, just think that one through. St George reject. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't trust their recruitment and retention staff either, but sure. Yep, get your point. And well, keep in mind as well that in these trials, we're playing a whole bunch of different players, and I think there's a lot of just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. That's true. But he did look good today. Now, he, here's the question for you. If Jackson Ford was named on an edge round one, would you guys be interested? Only if Loero's not, because it's basically, it'll be like for like, but... um. I don't currently have a way to fit him in unless someone like Loero um, is a no-go. Nah, f- f- fair enough. So so as like, a, I guess, a backup option. Yeah. Yep, chuck okay. him in the black book or whatever you call it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, we'll chuck a star on Jackson 4. We want to probably see a couple of games uh, round one because you're right, there are a lot of good edge options this year uh, and we've probably got Hopgood to cover the middles. Absolutely. Oh. All right. So, guys, uh, that's the end of it, unless there's anyone else. I, I think we've been through just about the whole team. So let's just quickly go through where we think people are going to end up this where the team's going to end up this year. So, uh, Anthony, how do you think the Warriors are going to go on the ladder? I'm in at 15th. 15th. Eddie, yeah. where do you reckon they're going to end up? I've also got them at 15th. The only people in front behind them will be St. George and the Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's rough. Uh, I'm a real I'm a realist. I'm not a one night supporter. <laughs> fair enough, uh, Mitch. 
lost Mitch again. Uh, that's fine. I think he, he wasn't too high. And I did have them as 16th, though. That was before I saw how bad the Dragons were in the preseason. So, yeah, look, we all have them down near the bottom of the four. Oh, Mitch has them here. It's 14th as well. So, uh, yeah, we've all got them sort of bottom four around that, that point there. So, unfortunately, Warriors fans, uh, not your year, but we don't have you winning the spoon. 2024, it's our year. 2020. Let, let's hope that the recruitment and retention this season is better, eh? Because I'm not seeing too many guys coming next year so far. Yeah, I didn't really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move across to a team who we've probably got higher up the ladder. Uh, we have, uh, so we've got the Roosters. So basically, guys, few additions. We have Corey Allen joining. Uh, we have uh, Tuku Hautapua, uh, who's joining up from the reserve grade. Jackson Paulo from South Sydney. Brandon, Brandon Smith from the Storm. Uh, Robert uh, Toya, again from reserve grade. And Jack Turp, uh, sorry, Jake Turpin from the Brisbane Broncos. And they've let a few guys go as well. Uh, Renufa Tony, Adam Kieran, Lockie Lamb, Freddie Lussick, Kevin Nagama, Daniel Saluka Fafita, who's off to the Rabbitohs. Uh, Siosia Takeyako is off to the Catlins, Sam Verrills to the Titans, and Ronald Volkman, who was one of their up-and-comers before they found Sam Walker, is off to the Warriors. So, guys, uh, Eddie, are they better or worse than last year, the Roosters? Better. Um, they've got... Their, their missing piece was a quality hooker, I think, and they've got that now. I think, I think that come the business into the season, they're going to be fucking... You're going to go beast mode. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, Ant, do you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yep. They don't, like Just looking at the losses, like Takiyaho maybe. Because I know there was a concern last last year about their, their front row, but they, they're fine. Brandon Smith, you're right, so the key um, piece that was missing. Yeah. The only thing depends I don't... When Angus... <clears throat> so it depends when Angus comes out of his bloody mushroom trip. That's it. Yeah, we we were we weren't talk too much about Angus in, in case he comes after us. He's a big man, and he's probably going to fall good lawyers too. So yeah, enough said. That's it. So he, he's also willing to cut his finger off uh, <laughs> so he can get back on the field. Like cut, we cut really get off though. Yeah, we uh, we should stay away from bagging him. <laughs> Anyone who's willing to do that, whoa, jeez. That's it. <laughs> cut off the tip of their finger. Now, the only thing I would say about this, look at this team, Brandon Smith obviously is the best game here, but they've lost a lot of what I would call those depth pieces for when guys get injured, and the Roosters have had a lot of injuries. Look, we'll come to it when we get to their top 17, but their top 17 is absolutely ace. The 18 through to 24 is, you know, it's where we're starting to look a bit iffy, so we'll get to that. They're due to have a good year injury-wise, though. They're due. (laughs) They are due. No, no, that's the thing. There was actually, I, I was going to bring it up later, but I'll do it now. There was a really interesting stat, and I know I've given the Roosters uh, a bit of shtick for this, but there was this really interesting stat over the last 12 years with teams with ACLs and, and major injuries, and pretty much every team over that period is about the same number. It just so happens that the Roosters have had all theirs the last three or four years, so I actually statistically think they're probably due. Fair enough. Well, let's let let let's see whether whether they are due or whether they're uh, they're just going to have another outlier year. Hopefully, they don't. But Mitch, let let's take us through here. Uh, kick us off. I, I'm interested in Connor Watson. What happened with him, mate? 
Uh, so we don't, or I couldn't find out 100% if this was the case, but I'm pretty sure it is the case that he obviously uh, had a patella tendon tear. It's looking like it's a grade three. Now, I could not find anything to say that he'd had surgery, which is why I'm not willing to commit to it. But I would say it's minimum high grade because there is evidence of him being spotted uh, in a rigid brace in a wheelchair, which means he was non-weight bearing. Um, if it's surgery, that's the year gone. So he'll be done for the year. That is a career killer type injury. Like that's the sort of thing that can end a career or, or never quite be the same again. We often talk about Achilles. Achilles uh, is nothing compared to a patella tendon. Here we go. Look you at this it? one. Uh, use of wheelchair plus rigid brace equals surgical I, yeah. repair. Yeah. So it, it, it is six to nine months and it is a potential career killer. It, it's not... It's on the same plane as uh, Pappenhausen doing his knee. That's that's the sort of place it is. It, it is a big bloody tendon. It's hard to do it. And it's very, very difficult to rupture that tendon. So and, you can and, imagine the consequence of doing it. And can, can I guess here that this is one that allows you to bounce around the field and do all the things that Connor Watson does? Everything. It allows you to do everything. It's, it's big. Explosive wee bugger. But, but you know what? Maybe he'll go to America and you'll learn how to move again. He'll be fine. <laughs> the magic America. God, magic America, man. It's like they, they know how to move again. Tom Trevojevic, he, he knows how to run again. It's, it's Does a miracle. Does Jesus live there? Secretly send them to Mexico with themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be. We, we, Maybe we, they stop on we the do way. Innu we do innuendos here, Eddie. We just don't outright say it. I, I, I can't. Oh, I can't well, afford it, Eddie. I, I can't afford it. Send them my way. <laughs> uh, you had it here, all, folks. All, all opinions are, uh, are the opinions of their authors only. <laughs> oh, I absolutely made that up. I, I know. I'm joking. Uh, it's all good. We're, we're just having a laugh. Uh, look, mate. So yeah, honestly, not good. So I suppose that could. That's going to help uh, Brandon Smith's minutes, right? That, that should affect that positively. Uh, I would imagine Connor Watson was going to... No, because at least Connor Watson might help in the middle. Now they're going to run Jakey Turpin, who's only a, a hooker on the bench, I reckon. So it might hurt, but it's not fatal, right? If they run Jake Turpin, they might go with a more useful utility, potentially, we'll see. Like Hutchinson? Yeah, someone like that. Hopefully, because I saw them talking about Jakey Turpin running minutes, so let, let's wait and see, hey. Yeah, they, in reality, that, pro, that 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 role probably changes between two or more people over the course of the season as well. It might not necessarily be Turpin the whole time or Hutchinson the whole time. Fair enough. Uh, look, uh, Mitch, have we lost you? No, but can we crack on because my internet's dropping okay, in and uh, out. Qu like, qu I, you quickly. lost me for about... I don't know what any of you just said there, but I'm back now. So okay. I think we should just crack through. All, all, all good. Okay. So uh, Mitch, you're being sued. But uh, apart from that, you're good. Billy Smith. Uh, this is an easy one, guys. He's done his knee. He should be back sort of, uh, you know, May, uh, June. But I really feel like he's in the shadow realm. He's, he's totally fantasy relevant. I was really high on Billy because I thought he's just such... So much upside to this player, but this many ACLs and knee injuries, he's unpickable. Uh, move on. That that's I'm not even going to say anything more about that. He's heading down the Kyle uh, or the Chase Stanley route where he's just had too many injuries to that knee. Satili uh, Tupanua, now this is a different one. He is coming back from the same injury, an ACL. He'll be back uh, rounds 10 to 12. Same rule as always, guys. 
It's his first major knee injury, but I still like to see them for two to three weeks. And I'd be expecting the Roosters, like all clubs, particularly given how important he is to the team, to slowly bring him back to the fold because they, they're really going to need him for the back end of the season. So he's a classic chucker star when he plays. Don't bring him straight in. Uh, Joseph Suwali, HIA, he's slated for round one. No huge history of that injury. Not concerned. Uh, Joey Manu, facial injury. Same deal as uh, Joseph Suwali. He's set for round one. As long as he doesn't run into Latrell's fist anytime soon, he should be fine. <laughs> um, Jared Warrior Hargraves. So back complaint. Look, it hasn't required surgery, and it seemed to be, uh, from what I gathered on the internet, that it's been an ongoing complaint. It's most likely a discal sort of injury. He, Jared's been playing full tilt for a long period of time. I'd imagine he's a little bit busted through that area. Uh, I would suggest him resting is primarily a precaution to make sure they can manage him through the season. Uh, that said, at this stage of his career, buy beware, right? Like you, you get what you buy. So you know, if you if you're buying Jared Weir or Hargrave in fantasy, you're not you're not finishing in the top twenty or thirty like Eddie. That's what I would say. <laughs> uh, Luke Geary, there's another one. If you pick him, you're probably not in the top thirty. He had an HIA. I actually uh, look. I don't love that he's had another HIA, but I actually think again this was primarily uh, a precaution. Rooster staff are not going to take a chance on this guy. He probably passed it, and they've just gone. You know what? There's no point in him playing. Uh, he's set for a round one uh, return date. He's an injury magnet, whether it be his head, his knee, or anything in his lower body. Please just stay away. I said this last season, just don't touch him. He's going to find a way to get hurt. It's a trap. Uh, and then that is everyone. So now if my internet drops out, we're all good. That's it. <laughs> all right. L let me crack on really quickly through the strength of schedule. So uh, a couple of weird buys. So they've got buys around 4, 13, and 19. They've got a really good schedule, guys. 50 of this overall. Uh, pretty average to start the season. Hard over the origin period, but very easy run home. Uh, very four first four rounds are pretty good. So they got stuff with <laughs> so they stuff with the Dolphins. Uh, then they get the Warriors uh, in New Zealand. To be fair, then they got the Rabbitohs grudge match, and then they had the round four bye. But then, and this is where it's coming to guys after the bye. So they got the bye, which is terrible for fantasy. Then they got the Eels, Storm, and Sharks. Uh, Sharks away at Shark Park too. So. Now, Origin is also not great for the Roosters, so they cop full strength. Uh, round 15, Panthers. Round 18, Seagulls. And they also face quite a few sides with no one in Origin. Round 14, Bulldogs. Round 16, Knights. Round 17, Raiders. Run home, uh, Seagulls, Dolphins, Eels, Tigers, and then the Rabbitohs to finish the season at uh, Latrell Corp. So... Speaking of this, they get the Dragons, Eels, Panthers, Rabbitohs, Seagulls, Storm, Warriors, and Dolphins all twice. Really, it looks like Valendis has scheduled these, so they get all the grudge matches twice, right? Imagine Cop and the Storm, the Rabbitohs, the Panthers, and the Eels twice. Like that, That's not chance, right, guys? Nothing's yeah, a chance when it comes to Valendis' ball. No, it's not. I think, you know, it's good for ticket sales, etc. And, you know, Channel 9 could just... Get you know their pre their pregame adverts out you know, <laughs> this week. You know, big clash. That's it. None of these will be on Saturday, will they? <laughs> no, they won't. Friday That's... game. It's better than it's better than the alternative of having Roosters having a whole bunch of double games against the worst teams. Like you'd rather see two games of them versus South than you would of them giving the Dolphins a fifty point hiding. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, it's just quality matches. 
Yeah, I just wish they would have something, like even some sort of random ball drop where they get who's playing who, because this way it does always smell a bit of a TV collusion, right? Anyway, doesn't... Oh, there will be a TV collusion for sure. That's it. Okay, so uh, next one is... Uh, so they've got a, a few... ton of tough teams, but quite a few soft teams as well. Uh, so from round 20, they have no buys, so you can get on Roosters' guns after Origin oh, if yeah. you're still happy with them. Wheels up. That's it. Uh, but round four buy means cashies aren't ideal. And that tough run of games afterwards. So we probably don't want cashies. So by the look of this, guys, it looks like we really want to either get on any of the guys who don't play Origin uh, over the Origin period uh, or hop on round 20. So let, let's have a look at the uh, predicted 17. Guys, let me know whether I'm off base with this one. Real quick, James Tedesco at fullback. I have uh, Daniel Tupu and originally I had Paul Momorowski, but it looks like Jackson Paulo will be the wing there uh, with Paul Momorowski and his flipper hands uh, off to reserve grade. we got uh, Joseph Suali'i and Joey Manu uh, at centre. Halves, Kieran Walker, Matty Lodge, and I had Joe Rio Hargraves, but it's like a Lindsay Collins will be starting there. Brandon Smith in the nine. On the edge at the moment, we have Nat Butcher, and we also have, looks like Egan Butcher on the edge there, Victor Radley at lock. And on the bench, like I wrote all this before Connor Watson was gone, so uh, instead of, uh, it'll likely be someone like Drew Hutchinson or possibly Jake Turpin as the utility. Uh, we have Jarawira Hargraves, probably Terrell May, and maybe someone like Fletcher Baker. Is there anyone that I missed there, guys, that I haven't talked about? That sounds pretty spot on. That's good. It's good. Easy. Okay. We're looking at that, guys. There's a few fantasy-relevant players. Uh, look, let's... We'll, we'll dodge Angus Crichton because it looks like he may not be playing first part of the season uh, due to... Uh, it's only conjecture at this point in rumours, so we won't go into too much. <laughs> but uh, it certainly looks like he, he might not be playing. So with that in mind... Uh, let's cut across. Ant, can you take us through, like obviously pretty much uh, Mitch just busted Luke Keery, but can we just have a quick talk about what we're thinking about Luke Keery? Yeah, sure. Um, so priced at 567k, break even 39. Average 39.7 in 2022 with a 1.8% ownership. Um, so Nick actually was saying it was his worst announcement in debut season last year and predicted a 49 average for 2022. And he missed the, <laughs> missed the mark big time. <laughs> um, he was barely there in 2022 and didn't form a good fantasy partnership with Sam Walker. So there was a bit of teething issues there. Uh, plenty of kinks overall chemistry. And frankly, they don't really complement each other because they have just a very overlapping and have a very overlapping skill set. Sorry. Uh, had a really nice patch from round 7 to 13, averaging 50, whilst not scoring any tries, so that's really good. I think the best you can hope for for Kiri is a 4-point step up in attacking points as he's averaged um, 15.3 in 2020 and 24.3 in 2021, and then back down 11.6 in 2022. Um, he had a meaningful increase in kick meters last year compared to 2020, and then played 21 games last year, but suffered a concussion round 40 versus Storm, out for five weeks. So a lot of the mid-season gone. And then he just had, you know, headaches and medical retirement was um, floating around. 
Um, he's definitely a bust, as we've all said. One head knock may well put him five weeks plus or medical retirement. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. but but look, even if that's not the case, we're basically saying here that there's just there's no there's no points in Luke Kiry, right, fellas? No, no, there's no, no upside really. No. So so even if you think that okay, look, he's not going to get an HIA somehow. There's just there's just no points in him. So. Uh, I'd even dodge him for for draft this year, fellas. How about you guys? I wouldn't yeah, touch him for anything. That's it. So look, even in Everyone draft, Everyone has a price, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Two fifty k, you probably true. pick him up, but that's about it. <laughs> oh, you never know those ones. But someone gets injured on one or something, and that just destroys their break even, and they get real cheap. Like... That's those, true. Those, th- th- those can always be exceptions. Sometimes, as you say, everyone's got a price. Mm. He, he basically is unpickable, though. And round one, absolutely. That's it. So, look here, uh, Sam Walker, uh, look, we also got him here at 638k, half, uh, breaking with 44. Uh, and what, what do you think about him? Is there any value in him? Yeah, I think just uh, not, not necessarily boom, maybe just chuck a star. Um, they average 49.3 that Kiri and 41.1, so... Uh, I wouldn't say a huge drop, but um, you know, Kiri would have been taking a little bit of the milkshake there. Um, saw some green shoots from round 16 to 25, ad- averaging 49, so a real big step up. 5.6 goals, really good. Um, and then regressing the goals back to 3.75, so he's always good to have like in your team as a goal kicker. Goal kickers, yeah. great yeah. uh, thing to have. So yeah, chuck a star on him, I reckon. That's it. So yeah, I I, th- I think what what Nick was saying there is that like uh, in the when he was up to almost a fifty average, that's because he was getting eleven points from goal kicking alone each game. Exactly, exactly. So that's that's filthy. So yeah, I can't see them scoring like uh, what eight tries a game like they were at the back end of last season. Can you, Mitch? No, I I, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, it's unlikely. That's it. Like it's not not every week you get to play that the terrible Tigers, do you? And put 70 on. Anyway, okay, so look, yeah, chuck a star on Sam Walker. I know a few guys have been talking him up, but like, Eddie, can you see can you see him even cracking 50? Yeah, I quite like Sam Walker. He's not on my team. He's someone I've looked at, though. I think he's a bit of a spicy one. Um, he's, so now he's full-time at the halfback, which, mm-hmm. and I noticed when the, the, him and um, Kerry switched around those roles, I think his average sort of popped up around to the low 50s uh, I think as time's gone on it seems like he's taking more and more responsibility as opposed to Kerry losing it I think this season it's just without a doubt his team I think he's growing in confidence I could definitely see him averaging low 50s uh, the early buys a little bit off for in those so perhaps the smarter play could be to just um, watch him over those first couple of games and um, if you're keen pick him up after the buy Excellent. What what I'd be looking for is most possibly an injury to uh, Kiri. That's what I'd be looking for to pick him up. The, the, the issues at that point, like uh, Drew Hutchinson or those guys, they don't have the step to run any attacking plays. So I, no, I should. And, and so, so you'd be hoping, really, you'd be hoping for Joey Manu that's at that right. point. And that's and that's that's where I'd grab him. Yeah, all the milkshake drinking there. And you grab Joey Manu too, right? <laughs> Oh jeez, isn't it? That's fun? actually, I, that's actually how. And I think I said it last year. I said I wanted Sam Walker at halfback and Kiri at five eight, which they've done. I'd take it a step further. I would have sent Kiri packing and put Joe Manu in at five eighth now, save the cash. 
Anyway. Send him off to the Dolphins, eh? Happy days. When is Kerry's contract up? Uh, He has one more after this, maybe. Ah, He's he's probably off to the Warriors, mate, then. (laughs) Nah, fucking, that's something that we'd do. I signed Luke Kerry um, past his best for 900 fucking K. That's exactly something we'd do. (laughs) End of 2024. Yep, next year. I thought so. That's why they're playing him. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah they got no choice. Too expensive payment. All right. Uh, looking forward here. So, okay. So, so, so let's let's chuck a star on Sammy Walker. Maybe wait for the first few rounds. Uh, wait for the inevitable yeah. injury, mate. That's what we're waiting for. Excellent. So, okay. So, Eddie, uh, talk us through Jerry Marnie, mate. So, he is the most expensive center this year. So, he is 730K, which is huge. Uh, 50 break even. <laughs> 17.6% owned. Why is that? Yeah, those are because those 17.6. Well, every year there's like over 100,000 fantasy teams, and the reality is there's less than 10,000 of them that really know how the game pro- um, is played properly. And I would hazard a guess that most of those 17% fall outside that top 10k. I'd say it's just the people that the, it's the casuals that'll own them. Fair enough. So, uh, so by the sounds of that, you're not keen on owning Joey Manu up front. Nah, absolutely not. He averages very high when he's not playing center, and like mid forties or something when he's playing center. He's going to be playing center for the next foreseeable future. Um, however, set is a crappy position, and the moment he bottoms out, like around sort of around six seven sort of period. Um, I, I'm not going to wait for him to get picked at 6 or 1. I will most likely pick him up the moment I believe he has bottomed out straight away to upgrade my crappy centres. That's it. So, because uh, we have Jerry Martin who here is, what, a top 3 or 4 centre this year. Is that correct, everyone? Top 1. Top 1. Wow. Above Val. Above Val. Yeah. It was above Val last year too. And, he, yeah, he definitely will be this year. I agree with that. Excellent. Okay, so... Joey Manu is the ultimate chucker star, is that correct? Yeah, like you're going to get him. It's just not right at the minute. You just, just wait for him to bottom out. Wait, You'll see his price drops over the first six rounds, five or six rounds that he plays, and then you'll see his scores sort of even out with his uh, break even, and that's the time when you want to swoop in and upgrade your centers and uh, just lock in a keeper for the rest of the year. Excellent. Whose buy will have already been. So so we're, we're thinking of what, about 550 here is, is where we'd really love to see him. Uh, a poor game somewhere along the way it could really see us off to, off to a good start uh, especially yeah. uh, I, I'm hoping he doesn't play that round one game then because if he doesn't get that game against the Dolphins and score a ton and he starts off with a slightly tougher game you know we, we might be alright if he if he gets off with a 65 it might be waiting for a while yeah and saying that um, they did just lose to a <laughs> to a manly team that didn't have turbo or DCE, which is basically may as well be a reserve grade team. So um, maybe they're not going to come out the gate super hot. Let's let's probably, which is, which is very lucky for the dolphins. Cause if they looked good this weekend, then the dolphins were in a whole world of trouble. That's it. Maybe Wayne Bennett's been uh, poisoning the water around roosters HQ. Oh, yeah. Putting some sedatives in anyway. All yeah, right. Sprinkling some 1080 in there. <laughs> All right, so uh, next guy that we really want to talk about because he's absolutely huge ownership, most owned player in the comp. We're talking about Brandon Smith 
585k dual hooker mid 40 break even eddie are you on him and why yeah i'm on him i think i think every serious player is going to have him um that dpp is lovely um like he's the perfect second hooker um and mid cover because i'm finding because there's not a lot of really mid-range or cheap mids that i like um he's got good upside i think he'll leave a at worst, average high 40s, but he might average low 50s. Um, doesn't play Origin. He's going to be great over that period. And also, he's very highly owned. Um, so if you antipod him, like, and the chances are you're just going to get burnt um, for no real reason. Um, I think that every serious player will end up having it. Some people might be talking cute ideas about not getting him, but I bet when push comes to shove and it's lockout, he's in everyone's teams. Fair enough. Uh if- Oh no! I was just gonna gonna ask uh, Mitch and Ant. Uh, Ant, is he in your team? Uh no. Oh no, actually he is. Sorry, sorry, he is. Um, definitely not starting. Though he's he's in my mid actually. Yep. No. I, I yeah. That's what I was gonna ask Eddie. I know he's on your bench, so he's in your mids. Mitch, oh. where is he for you? Bench. Uh oh. No, no, that, that's it's not an issue. And so, Eddie, mids is perfectly acceptable as well. If he wasn't on my bench, he'd be in my mids, and I'd be perfectly happy with that. Mm, yeah, I, I just thought he'd be a good mid for now, and then I've got a couple. If I need to rotate him into hooker, I can because I've got uh, I think maybe one or two, one mid in reserve, so plenty of cover. Certainly. Yeah, no, same for me. I've got uh, got Jermaine Hopgood, who I'm hoping picks up the mid DPP. So I've got Brandon Smith uh, as one of my middles. Tanner Boyd to cover hooker. So, yep, get on Brandon Smith. He is a bona fide boom player. Because I, if nothing else, how, if you miss out, everyone else misses out, right, Ed? Exactly. Yep. Also, um, no, if you miss out, everyone else gets him. If he fails when you've got him, everyone else fails. That's what you mean. Oh, the, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, as in, if, if he does badly, everyone else does badly yeah, too. Yeah. You, you're not losing anything. Yeah, well, how badly do you think he's going to go? Like? That's it. He'd, he'd have to break his hand first game again. All right. Uh, let, let's have another guy, uh, Joe Suwali. So he is currently, he's he's currently not a DPP, but he may be if he's named in the centres. 498k, wing fullback, 34 break even. Uh, I know, Eddie, you've shown some interest. What are you feeling about Joey Suwali? Yeah, um, I was red hot on him as sort of my um, my spicy pick because I am exp- was picking him for a boom, yeah. Oh, the way the events unfolded on the Roosters game like was very uninspiring for a guy that I was picking as a gut feel pick as opposed to a stat pick. Um, you sort of want to see some confidence going into that, but unfortunately for a... 20-odd minutes, he was relatively uninvolved before a woeful tackle attempt got him knocked out from by Ola Kuwatu, um, to go off with the HIA. It didn't look like a real bad HIA, so I think he'll be back, but I know it's 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 knocked my confidence a little bit, just not seeing him, like that's a very poor result for the final trial match. Um, he still could be a spicy option. That DPP will be handy, which he will get it as long as he starts in round one. Um, so uh, I, I th- that DPP is actually super useful because I imagine we're all going pretty cheap and shitty for our uh, um, wing of fullbacks and centres. And so if you've got sort of one guy there that's a bit more expensive that you, 
think is going to score a bit higher. The ability to switch in between those two roles as required week on week could be quite handy. So um, it's one reason I might keep him, but I am also looking at going to stacks. Fair enough. So would you have him as a chucka star or would you put him as spicy, mate, by the sounds of that one? Somewhere between the two? Uh, spicy, because I think if you want to get him, just go out and get him um, and try to take advantage of these early two easy games. Um, it's, it's spicy. It's, it comes with risk. That's true. If nothing else, round one is up against Branko Lee, so he should have a good night of it, right? He won't be <laughs> up against uh, up against the world's fastest center in Talatau Cooler. Like, very bad mismatch <laughs> for a guy who's that big. Yeah. Absolutely. Easy. And look, he's 12.5% owned. So, look, some people have some interest, but just have a think about how many other risky players you have in your team before picking up Joey. Uh, yeah, and how many roosters you've got for that early buy. Oh, for sure. Because you only want, like, maybe maximum one other, wouldn't you? Yeah, so two maximum. And so, yeah, you have cheese already, so... <laughs> Okay, so two maximum. Excellent. Well, look, a lot of guys might have two, but the other guy might be 25.1% ownership, James Tedesco. Now, 777K, uh, just quick poll of the room. Are any of you guys in that 25% ant? For Teddy ownership? Yep. Do you own him? Nope. Mitch? Nope. Eddie? Crazy. Ah, hell no. So, so, Eddie, talk us through why he's not in your teammate. He scored 1250 points last year. He's owned by 25%. Why aren't we owning him? Uh, well, I could tell you this. I've been playing fantasy the entire time his, his career's been going, and he's always a gun, but every single year without fail, there is a point where, just, where he becomes cheaper, where he a lot cheaper, where he loses, like, 100 plus 100 plus k 150k sometimes uh tends to happen sometime before origin um and i just pick him up then and it works every year and then he ends up gunning it the whole way home so just wait and you'll get him cheaper 100 percent, it'll happen put the house on it yep buying buy the dip he's pretty much close to value uh mitch i know that you're not as concerned with his knee but 777k for guys hit 30 uh and he's married. Uh, are you a bit concerned about James Tedesco? I'm still concerned about his knee, and he's old. So yeah, I'm not paying that money. No way. Easy. Wouldn't, wouldn't touch him till he hits 500k, which is exactly what he's going to do. As Eddie said, 500. I, yep. I reckon maybe 650. I wasn't talking. Yeah, I wasn't talking that low. But yeah. uh, I'm telling you, he's going to have a few bad weeks. It's going to happen. Fair enough. Uh, maybe that that's harder run after the buy. Maybe after that, he might be worth picking up. Though, whether you want to hold him over Origins, another question, right, fellas? I, I reckon. I reckon I want him brand twenty. Yeah, he he always has a bit of a because because he gives it his all in Origin, right? He's always a bit bit shaky for the next two three weeks. A bit like money was last year. That's... Uh, although that took even more to do that because I don't know how much you remember about those stats. They were like all-time best, but he was busted for like four to six weeks because he just, you know, blown the engine basically. That's it. So, and, well, he was so busted he didn't even play at the end. He was uh, he was replaced by old mate from uh, Tom Deedon from North Queensland. Yeah. It was like an all-time supreme effort and Tedesco does something similar just to a lower threshold and he's 30 now, so... Still okay. super high quality player, but round twenty. That that's Chuck a star. Round twenty. Chuck uh, a star. This year. I love it. All right. Uh I'm gonna talk about a couple of guys real quick. Obviously Angus Crichton we have written off. 
and he's lost his DPP middle anyway, so we wouldn't want him. Uh, just chuck a star on Angus. Let's see what shakes out this year. Uh, next guy, Nat Butcher, 691k, 48 break-even middle edge. Now, guys, we know Nat's a good player, and we'll keep that right edge for a fair chunk of the year in all likelihood. I know some people that are keen to get on, so let's take a look. So last year, he had a large number of starts, and when, when playing 70 minutes, he averaged at 54, including a big 90 where he scored four tries against that awful Tigers that's an outlier. outfit. That is an outlier. That's an outlier. They scored 70 points on those guys, so that's an outlier. So there's some value, but is it enough? Because he's priced at 48. You take that 90 out, his average actually goes to around to that 48 there. Now, look, and with Crichton due back at some point and Tupanir also due back, I reckon that Butch is going to be the victim of his versatility because he can play lock. Like, he's the ultimate bench player can play lock, can play edge, can play front row, can even play a little bit of half. He actually started in the halves. So, look, I can see why some people want on, but I'm struggling to pay 700k when I'm also playing almost 600 for Brandon Smith too. Any of you guys disagree with that assessment? Nope. Uh, I, think, I think that a four-try game um, crossed the amount. It was if it was fifty k cheaper or something, I might consider it. But no. well, speak, his brother's more interesting. Well, that's it. Speaking of fifty k cheaper, or in this case, one hundred and thirty k cheaper, Egan Butcher, five sixty one k. I I'm making gestures, and you guys can't see me, so I don't know why. But five sixty one k, thirty nine break even on an mm-hmm. edge. Another edge option, uh, not as cheap as we want, and he's mostly been an interchange player. Doesn't have a huge record in the second row. He's got an average of 57, but it's only in two games there, so it's hard to make anything of that. Average is 42 New South Wales Cup. So on the plus side, we've seen some development in his game, and he's always been talked about as, like I guess, the more talented of the two brothers there. Uh, on the downside, hard to see the job security with Crichton and Tupanier in the wing, and his price is pretty rough for a guy's just straight edge. So... I'm a bit shaky on this one because there's so many good edge options this year. But Eddie, it sounds like you've got a bit of interest in Egan Butcher, 561. Yeah, I think he's... Uh, I don't have him, but I think he's a bit of a boom. Um, as you just mentioned, the main reason I don't have him is there's so many like good value uh, edge specialists as it is. So the fact that he doesn't get his DPP, which is bullshit because most of his minutes last year were in the middle, just off the bench. But anyway... Um, I think I think he's going to be a pretty good scorer though. Um, he looks like he might be like a fifty-point scorer while he's in the team. Um, looking at like the stats, the way he plays, he reminds me of a little bit of Ryan Madison in that he really likes to go out looking to get those tackle numbers up uh, um, high for um, for an edge forward and just really get stuck into his work. So while he's in the team, yeah, I think he's good, but. Um, it just depends, sort of. Tippinoe's out for a while, but it's going to depend on when Angus comes back from the moon. That's it. So, guys, that's why I've got Egan Butcher here. For me, he's a spicy pick. Uh, simply due to, like, I've got Nat Butcher here as, like, I, I, I don't really want to bust Nat Butcher, but, like, I kind of have to just because I, I can't see the value in him. He's at his. Okay, he's busted. He's at price. Egan Butcher is spicy. Oh, I do feel better. There's a weight yeah. off my heart. Because, yeah, if you've got Katoa, Trent Liero, you got Hopgood, you possibly got like Garner or uh, uh, Zach Hosking 
out of Penrith. Like, Egan Butch is 100k more than any of those guys with a less secure spot. Like, Mitch does... I know that he looks really good, Mitch. Do you, do you see him maybe making a play for that role? No, it's hard to say, mate. I really can't make a comment on it. I think he's spicy, though. I do. Yeah. Okay, so if you're looking for a bit of a pod there, uh, you know, if you've got one of those 500Ks left at the end of the side, Egan Butcher could be good to get on. <laughs> awesome. Okay, guys, have a look through the rest of this squad. There's really not too many more guys that we want to talk about. Uh, I, I'm certainly going to leave Jackson Paula alone until I see him catch about a dozen high balls in a row. <laughs> Uh, all right, so with that in mind, and look, I know that some people were interested in Terrell May, 271k middle, but I think, I know that he played a lot of minutes on the weekend, guys, but I think it was that Jared Weir Hargraves being out. He just got JWH's minutes, so I wouldn't read too much into that, guys, unless uh, Weir Hargraves from other middles out for the long term. So with that in mind, where do we see the Roosters finishing this year? Mitch, what have you got him as? I've got him in third, mate. Eddie? Ever got you, Eddie? Or ever lost you, mate? Might have lost oh, him. Wow. Might have lost him. Okay, well, look, uh, I'll, I'll wait to Sorry, I missed it. <laughs> nah, all good, mate. <laughs> e- Eddie, mate, just quickly checking in. Where do you think that the roosters are going to come this year, mate? First. First. Nice. Oh, yeah. Put some money on it. Put your money, you know, money on it. Let's see it. Yep. Look, I've got them as third as well. And the only reason I think about that is that I like their starting 17. It's a very, very strong starting 17. I just feel like once you get out of that 17, you start digging up some real, like, not great players here. So that's, that's my concern there. Like, if you're playing Drew Hutchinson, who is unfortunately, I don't know whether he's injured or what. He's just so slow these days. He's just getting run around. I think they've got a few concerns in that team once once you get those sort of guys starting to play. Obviously, if they if they do, however, get Jeremy Manu playing at six, it's a bit of a different side. Uh, awesome. But look, they, they certainly, if they stay fit this year, as Mitch says they're due to, I could certainly, I, I wouldn't see much wrong with them starting first, even if they uh, do win the games against my favorite Penny Panthers. All right, fellas. Uh, uh, so, sorry, Eddie. Did I miss that? Oh, I was just, no, I was just making an agreeing sound. <laughs> Excellent. What about me, Stu? What do you think I think? <laughs> oh, wh- how uh, do you think they're going to finish, mate? <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, I had them at fourth, but I, I really don't want to see them succeed. I'm just sick of them winning all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand it. Can they just hear can they be poop for like just one or two, three now, years? They maybe? had that year where they got the wooden spoon, don't you remember? They had that terrible, terrible year, and then the, yep. the year after they they lost to St George in the grand final. One I wouldn't mind seeing though. that again. Yeah. That was great. Right. Take me back. Yeah, that, and they, they had a bad game, a bad year like twenty sixteen or something like that yeah, as well. Yeah, they, they they did. There was like that intra uh, twenty in in between uh, 2010, 2020, There was that. There was a couple of periods where they were the like bottom, bottom eight or lower. So, That's it. I mean, they'd consider that bad, but you know, whatever. That's it. Well, look, I certainly th- think they'll be looking to improve off the trial form last week. Yeah, they're well, slow starters. Hmm. Yeah, which is not not what you want as a team, uh, which wants to come top four. So let, let's hope they uh, they come out of the blocks this year. 
So looking at at least they'll win round four against the bye. Unlike the Dragons who uh, who might oh. get a draw. <laughs> round <laughs> one. Anyway, so let's let's kick on. Uh, final thoughts. Ant, any final thoughts from you on the Roosters or overall? Um, I think a couple of good buys in there uh, for Warriors. Yeah, a couple of good ones in there, but like we said, stick away from like Kiri altogether. Um, and crying until we know more information. That's it, Mitch. Uh, you can't leave it all out on the field. So, what have you got for us this week? Let's hope the Roosters have a bad season, Ants. I agree. Bring down the dynasty. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Can't hey. do it anymore. Let's see the Sorry, Warriors and the Dragons back up the top. Yep. Yeah, boy. I must say, we'll all be egg on our faces if, uh, like, the Warriors, the Dragons do come through like the Cowboys <laughs> did last year, eh? Mate. <laughs> Like, it's not going to happen. We all know it. That's no. rainbow land. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I saw I, enough yesterday. It was depressing. And, you know, Ants is going to go off at me, but we've got those darn season tickets. I'm going to have to sit through that live. There's there's no no ability to change frigging channels, are, is there? It's like, oh, it's frigging punishment. You can watch the traffic on the road, mate. Maybe that's yeah. the only you thing. You can be that guy who hurls his jersey onto the field. <laughs> Spend half the game lining up at the bar. <laughs> that's true oh mate they, they, they don't even have the proper bar down there they've just got like the, the little little we got the little place. coffee stick we got the little coffee stick and the donuts mate i'll just keep making trips down there unfortunately that gets me even closer to the action i want to be as far away as possible <laughs> fair that, enough that, st- that stink coming off that team's unbearable fair enough we'll Hang look out of the car park then yeah exactly right <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, look, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Eddie, thanks for joining us, mate. Look, appreciate you joining us all the way from across the ditch and for your expertise. Yeah, no worries, mate. Uh, thanks, yeah, Ant. thanks for having me. No, look, mate, love having you on. We might catch you on again sometime this season if you're around. Though you're probably recording your own podcast at the same time during our Teamless Tuesday, right? Yeah, i got to, got to film it on Tuesdays. But I'll give myself a quick plug here. It's yes. In the Bin podcast, it's uh, it's on Spotify. Uh, you'll find us posting all over sort of rogues and amateurs pages. Um, also, jump in our league. You'll find uh, the league code on one of those posts. And, um, yeah, run it straight. Uh, for sure. And, mate, we'll, you, know, we'll, you know what the problem with that plug there is, Eddie, is that we only have, like, five listeners. <laughs> like our mums, so... You know, not only have you taken taken those five listeners, but but uh, there's there's not much to steal there, mate. Uh, but but oh, uh, your, your your mum's in for a a, a real treat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mum, don't listen. To... <laughs> yeah, I, I I must actually put in a warning now. Um, we're a different sort of fantasy podcast. Um, we're a bunch of wiki class bogans with very bad language. Um, we're fantasy guns, but we sort of do it in a style where yeah, the, the language is pretty offensive and we're basically giving sort of two fingers up to um, PC culture, which is weird for a fantasy NRL podcast, but it is how we do it. Sounds like my sub podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I might switch over myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have to do it instead of. Now, you're costing me my host here, mate. Stop killing me. <laughs> no, it is, it is a great listen out there in the bin. Uh, the, there is there's the language warning there, but otherwise, like, I'm really funny listen to like I, I do spend a lot of time laughing which is weird at the gym when i'm just shifting the weights right <laughs> yeah, just laughing away to yourself that's it look like a bit of more of a weirder than i currently do and i look pretty weird to begin with mate can't afford it so 
All right. Look, thanks for joining us, Mitch and Ant. Uh, we appreciate it. Congratulations again to Nick and family for the new baby. Uh, for everyone at home, we do have the leagues up. So the overall league is out, and we have the head-to-head leagues coming out sometime this week. Wait for that post. Otherwise, thank you, everyone, for listening. This is Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast, number seven, signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.